Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! <laughs> again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 98, and it is day six of my Halloween one show a day podcasting marathon. I used to call it a movie marathon. Then yesterday that became... Not quite as appropriate, because I started talking about live theater. And this morning, I realized that it's never been a movie marathon at all. It's a podcasting marathon. And, well, yesterday, I hit the wall of pain and was quite delusional. Today, I'm feeling much, much much more rational, which probably means you should be wicked worried because like the other day when I covered Maniac, this time it's five o'clock in the morning right now. Why am I up? I was going to say, I don't know, but I know why I'm up. I had a nightmare. I had a nightmare about Tyler Pooh, my kitty, and I'm not even going to go into that right now because it's just Two, 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 awful. And we have real live nightmares to discuss today. Because for this show, I'm taking you inside the zombie apocalypse. And you guys are like, yeah, and zombie apocalypse, it's every second horror movie that comes out today, I say, yes, you're right, but this is not a movie. It's live. And it's not even traditional theater, kids. This ain't no stage. This ain't no nothing. This is immersive, interactive theater. And you're like, aren't, aren't you doing inter immersive, interactive theater with the Ryan Casey? And I say, yes, yes, I am, but not like this. Not like this. And... The experience that I'm talking about is survive, survive. I think it's appropriate that this, the penultimate Scream Queens podcasting marathon episode should be called survive, survive. Because I think I might actually make it now. I have some hope. So don't fuck it up. Don't dash it on the rocks for me, you sons of bitches. Anyway, I saw a little notice about this show online. Didn't read it carefully enough. And kind of just said, all I saw was, you know, it was an interactive experience and there was fog and gunshots and excitement and be prepared to move around. And I'm like, okay, whatever it is, I'm in. I'm bored tonight. So Bradford and I, hauled our cookies all the way up to Harlem. And due to the MTA being dicks again, it took forever. 
it took forever. And not only did it take forever, but we had to get off the subway and walk the last nine blocks, you sons of bitches. So we're cutting it right on the line. Like the show starts at 10. It's like 10.05. I'm like, yeah, this is usually a grace period. But man, I can't even blame Bradford this time. It's just, it's, it's, it's the city. And it's the fates. And you know, there's nothing like a late night run through Harlem. When you have to pee so bad for being on the train for so long. The parts of you actually wish your kidneys would just, or your bladder rather, would just rupture so this would all be over. But no, I survived. I, I, I said I will survive, survive, and not in the Gloria Gaynor way because, you know, this is a you know, gay podcast and everything, but I wasn't that gay at the time. Believe it or not, shut your pie home. And we arrived at this Ren ramshackle rundown building and walking up the rickety stairs and were met by military folk with guns and badges and they're all very happy that we made it there safely and I'm like okay this is cool and posted on the wall are all the rules that we're going to need to survive the night we're going to be broken up into groups we're going to be given a leader rule number one you always Listen to your Zed Alpha team leader. Rule number two, move quickly, move silently, stay together. Okay, those are like three rules put together, but you know what? It's five o'clock in the goddamn morning, and you know what? It's the apocalypse. Ain't got time to be listing numbers and shit. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know. Those of you who've been listening for a long time know that I am over zombies. The only time I think I have done anything zombie related on this show was my prom episode this past May when I had Dana Piro, composer of the zombie prom musical on the show as well as my prom date, George Ann Strakosh to talk about Dance of the Dead. That was an unusual circumstance. I should say special circumstance. So when I arrived and found out that the threat that I was going to be under today was zombies, part of me was like, eh. But then on the other hand, I'm on board. Because this isn't this is clearly going to be fun. I don't know what I'm in for at all. And you know how I like that. Well, I like that. If you don't know, I like that. So just shush. I'm telling daddy's talking right now. Okay. Shush. Now, let me say a few things about this up front. It's raggedy. It's supposed to be a bit raggedy. The raggediness actually kind of works because you're in teams, so to get certain times, you're with everybody, you know, you're with all the teams are together, and then all of a sudden something will happen. And they'll be like, okay, so-and-so's team, go over there. This group's going upstairs, we're looking for flashlights. This other group, we're going up here, and we're scavenging for, I don't know, dildos. And <laughs> Can you imagine? It's a zombie apocalypse. Quick, who's got a dildo? <laughs> Patrick needs coffee. Anyway, 
And, uh, and throughout the night, you're split up and you're brought back together and everyone's having a different, unique experience in this ramshackle building, which is the perfect place for the last stand for the zombie apocalypse. And what I thought was neat, in addition to what was going on right now, you're also being told the story that happened in the past about this group of intrepid survivors who, let's just say, they weren't prepared. So whenever the groups are brought back together, we're brought back and we're told another section of the story about this ragtag group of survivors. But when we split up, we're taken to different parts of the city. Different groups are seeing different things. And you're seeing little, short, individual cell scenes, for want of a better term, of what's going on somewhere else in the city right now. Someone else's short battle for survival or whatever particular conundrum the end of the world might bring up. To be perfectly honest, since I did not know what I was in for, I was a little disappointed when it turned out to be a night of theatrical scenes. Solely. That's the chair that keeps making that noise. I'm on Bradford's computer again, if you haven't figured that out, because, you know, it's early in the morning and he's sleeping in my studio. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Part of me thought maybe there'd be a game element. When I heard we were splitting up and my group was going to look for flashlights, I thought, oh, good, we're going to rummage. And then we're going to all meet back here or whatever. Or maybe, you know, there's not enough flashlights or something. Or maybe there's no flashlights at all. Who knows? I thought there was going to be more participation on my part. But we're just taken to another part of the theater. So initially, I was disappointed. And actually, I thought that might have been fun. But the thing is, the show, this experience is flawed. But that also is what makes it rather great. The ambition and the moxie of this enormous group of young people who put this show together, because this cast and crew is, and the writers, it's uh, about 783 people. Sorry, 786 is what I'm counting on the program. No, it's not that many. It's a lot, but it's, it's chutzpah. This kid's got chutzpah, and they're doing something unique and daring and new. And that is always welcome with me. You know me, even with movies, you know, it might, the movie might have cost, you know, next to nothing. But if you've got a grain of truth in there and some originality, even if it's not the sparkling gem, if I see that nugget of something magical in there, I'm in love with you. And that's what this is. I mean, there's lots of nuggets in this. That just came out weird. And it helped me overlook a lot of the things that a more, you know, jaded viewer or participant, I should say, would pick apart. Because, you know, this ain't, you know, Broadway production levels. It's not Hollywood production levels. It's not even off-off Broadway production levels. These kids are doing this with bare bones stuff, which, which clearly, I mean, not that it was... <sighs> Let me just backtrack here because I'm super tired. So my apologies to everybody from Survive Survive who is listening to this right now and going, who is this asshole? I'm normally more coherent than this. But like I said, 
in terms of zombie in the zombie world, I'm that guy, the last guy who's holed up in his apartment with a ham radio trying to reach anybody and has been for the past six months. That's where I am right now. And I'm growing world weary. But the other day, back to me, back to back to back to the show, rather, I reviewed Hayride, a low budget movie that ha- was doing everything right. And what I said was they did the absolute best with what they have and the creativity that had to go into achieving some of the things that they wanted to achieve made me cheer for everybody involved. And I likened it to Sam Raimi and the original Evil Dead and not so much the movie or even this experience is like that. I'm just saying they had no money. They had to invent things new ways of doing things to make what they wanted to do happen and to make their, their piece unique. And you know, in the evil dead, <laughs> some of those effects don't work that great, but you, you get behind them because you believe and you just, you see what's going on. And it's just like this here, like on the, 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 the military folks and the survivors for the most part are using nerf guns because, well, you know what? I have the director, one of the directors on later and he'll explain why. And you could get really hung up on that and not enjoy the rest of the night. You could get hung up on the fact that, you know, you see the same zombies over and over again through the course of the night, getting killed or taking over or whatever. You could get hung up on that if you wanted to. Or you could just say, let it happen. Take this for what it is. This is young, creative folks doing the absolute best with what they have for a project that they love. And that also is what came across, that these people are having an absolute ball. They love what they're doing. They're proud of what they're doing. And so am I. Which is weird. I saw this thing, and I was beaming like a proud papa, like I had anything to do with it, which I don't. Like, look at your kids. Your kids are doing so good. I'm like that guy now. I'm like that creepy old guy. Like, look at you kids. Remember? Remember when that happened? Remember when that happened, those of you who've been listening for a long time? At that gala fundraiser for the chorus, for the gay men's chorus, when we were singing with the with the um, youth bride chorus, and I was drunk as shit, and I had them cornered, it was being the creepy old guy, going, you kids are so talented, and you're so lucky. You're so full of youth and vigor. I remember back in my day. What the hell is that? Do you guys hear that? Like a brontosaurus just ran by outside. Listen, kids. I am rattling on long enough. And I can hear me not making sense. I thought I was better than I was yesterday. But it turns out I'm a bit worse. So why don't we go back in time a little bit to last night for about a half an hour where I was fairly lucid and I was able to sit down with Kevin Seagal and that C period gall, not like, not like Steven Seagal, you know, in the 80s, 90s action here. Although, wouldn't that be amazing if he was on for no reason? I don't know what I would talk to you about. I don't think I've ever seen a Steven Seagal movie. Is that the point right now? C incoherent. No, I have Kevin Seagal and I'm thrilled. So why don't you shut up, Patrick, play some appropriate music, and let the magic begin. 
Is that what I'm calling it now? I'm calling this magic now? Shut your pothole, you pompous son of a bitch. I caught another live production. Now, this one was not your usual live production. It's uh, one of those immersive experiences. And you know how much I love those, don't you guys, since, you know, I do one myself, you know, not tuning my own horn. However, this one is very, very different than the Ryan case, which you've heard about ad nauseum. This was a little something called Survive, Survive. Now, I went into this knowing pretty much nothing. I saw it on uh, the website... Uh, theater Mania website. I just kind of clicked on it because it sounded cool and didn't really read things too closely. So I really had no idea what I was in for besides for uh, an evening of immersive theater. And I realized going there, I'm like, I, I don't even know what kind of, this could be, for all I know, it's got exclamation points in the title. It could be a musical. Well, I've survived. Yeah, da, 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 da. But instead, I got something very, very, very different. And with me tonight to help explain to you the experience that I had last Friday night is the director and creator of the show, Survive, Survive. Ugh, let me try that again. Survive, Survive. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is my pleasure to bring to you the one, the only, the extremely talented and extremely creative, Mr. Kevin C. Gar. I appreciate the introduction. You're quite welcome, sir. Yeah. Uh, so you like the show? <laughs> I did like the show. I Good. did like. The, well, the thing with when I walked out of it, I said uh, to uh, my partner, I went to see it. I said, "These kids are ambitious," and that's what really <laughs> floored me. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a, a big. This thing has been in the works for about uh, two and a half years, actually. I was going to say, it's not something you kind of just throw up over the weekend. Yeah, not really. <laughs> um, 
it started uh, uh, a bunch of friends. Um, you know, we 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 wanted to do a zombie show, and so what better way to do research than to uh, play some zombie games? Uh, get into a room and have some of us pretend to be zombies, some of us pretend to be survivors, and see what happens. Nice. Um, and. Now- if I could interrupt for just a second, Kevin, we yeah. got kind of got ahead of ourselves because I don't think they know exactly what went on in this place yet. So could you describe to me in your own words, what is Survive, Survive all about? Yeah, uh, it is an immersive experience. It's part improvised and part scripted uh, where uh, our audience members are guided through the space, uh, seeing flashbacks of... Uh, scenes from the zombie apocalypse, as well as uh, following an epic group of survivors as they battle their way through hordes of zombies using Nerf guns. Yeah, yeah there was that. <laughs> there was that. I, I, we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the level that you left out, too, is that occasionally we were getting, it was, yeah, we were visiting other places in the t- in the city and also going back in time to see these epic group of survivors, as you put it. But every now and then, you'd have a, when you're changing locations, you had zombies storming up the staircases at you. So it was working on, like, three different levels there. Yeah. And the groups, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and germs, I should say, it was not in a traditional theater. Wait, no, what, what, what is that space that you were in? An old church or something? So I actually, it's actually above a church. Oh, it's above um, the church because I saw the sign and was very confused. Yeah, yeah. The church is on the first floor and then there's a, there are actually two different spaces on the second and third floor uh, managed by this one guy. Um, and uh, we, we found this space and we rented out both floors because uh, we knew we had a, a, a very big show. Um, and a large part of the show is, is traveling in between the spaces, which, which we, we set up in, in various ways and reset and, and do a lot of fun things with It's It's a super cool space though. It, it basically looks like a zombie apocalypse. It, it like, really did. You didn't have to do much work with the scenery. No. It probably just looked like that to start with. You just moved it around. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we have to throw in some couches and chairs, but other than that. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, because we're lazy like that. You know, what we survivors <laughs> need to sit down all the time. Um, what did I want to ask you? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, first of all, not having a program going in, how many people worked on this? How many people were in this cast? It just seemed endless. <laughs> like, there, I'm like, there's another one. I haven't seen that person before. And you know what's impressive. funny is that if you if you if you go through one track and you don't come back, you'll probably uh, uh, think that some of the actors are only zombies when you've actually just missed their scene. Yes, because uh, because uh, there are scenes going on without you there. Uh, we have about twenty four not about we have twenty four actors, uh, mm-hmm. a team of about a dozen designers and assistants, uh, three producers, two directors. A couple cinematographers who helped us with the with the trailer. All told, somewhere around three or four dozen people helped make this show happen. Wow. Uh, plus, of course, all of our very generous donors, which ups the number. But um, oh, of course, now we're not. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to get into that. But yes, thank you. We love donors. We love producers. We love all that stuff. It's a wonderful <laughs> thing. Thank you for supporting some really daring independent art. Yeah, and I have cats. What are you doing? <laughs> it's okay. I have a bunny. Uh, you have a bunny? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, then. Well, I, here we are. <laughs> I don't let him out very much. Well, uh, I'm sure your bunny doesn't do come up when you're, when you're not paying enough attention and start breaking shit, so. <laughs> or at least I hope it doesn't. 
not not generally. Well, it, it chews through wires actually. Okay. Uh, if you saw, oh, you didn't see one of the props in our show is actually a, an old set of headphones which our bunny chewed through, so that's why it's a prop now. <laughs> <laughs> so does he get a credit for that now? Oh, headphones by right. Kevin's bunny. Thanks. <laughs> Um, yes, what I wanted to ask. I'm oh, no. the music genre. His name is hip hop. Of course it is. <laughs> what else would it be? It's Fluffy. Good. That's overdone. Hip hop. That's cute. Um, yeah. So just, just folks. Sorry, my chair is extremely creaky. That's not. I do not have gas, folks. That's my chair. Um, <laughs> so I go to this place. Now it's in Harlem, and we're running hideously late because it's the weekend, and the MTA is always screwed, mm-hmm. and we're getting there by the skin of our teeth, and. Like I said, I'm dragging Bradford along. He has no idea. He has less of an idea what he's in for than I do. And I'm looking at the outside, going, "Is this it? Is that?" But I saw somebody, people, some other people going in. And as soon as we get inside, there's all these folks in military garb <laughs> waiting for us. There's rules on the wall to be followed for survival. And it wasn't until I was being brought to my uh, group leader, Rose, the fabulous Rose. Uh, my what do they call them? The alphas. Yeah, your Z alphas. My zombie Z al- elite defense. My Z alpha leader, the whoever was bringing me over, asked me. He's like, hey, so uh, where where are you guys? Did you guys travel far?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're from Queens." He's like, "Really? You came that far? I didn't think there were people still alive out there." I'm like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay." So, I'm like, it's either yeah, zombies well, or the right. plague. It's either the zombies or the plague, and it was zombies. I'm like, okay, great. This is going to be fun. Um, uh, did you actually know that uh, that Jeff, the guy who who brought you up and introduced you to your guide, that's um that's my co-creator, Trevor. Okay, Jeff was Trevor because there was somebody in the show named Trevor. Uh, character named there Tra- was, no, there was a character named Travis. Oh, Travis! Um, but, no, uh, all you guys, yeah, Jeff, that, that fancy guy. That's, that's Trevor Buteau, my my co creator and who directed the uh, the improv. Yeah, he was he we liked we liked he was a nice welcome to the whole thing. We liked him very much. Um and Rose is fantastic. We love Rose. As soon as oh, yeah. as soon as we got it we helped up with Rose, I'm like, we are on the right team. <laughs> These other teams are gonna die. We're gonna be fine. Because I still don't know what we're in for we're in for a show or if we're a game or it's a haunted house kind of thing. I have no idea. And <laughs> kind of that a, was fun a mix too. Of all three kind of a little bit. A little bit. Now to be perfectly honest when I th- review things, I am 100% honest, but I'm very, very fair. Of course, there were flaws. You know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Because sure. how guys, how long did you guys rehearse, actually, in the space? Uh, in the space? Well, we, we were getting in there from, like, uh, about a month ago, but only okay. ever one floor at a time until, uh, uh. until the week before tech. And then tech, of course, we were in there right. uh, every day for, right. like, three or four days. Yeah, I let a lot. It just was like I know other people be like, "Man, man, man, This is I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." This is the kind of thing that I know working in immersive theater that you don't really know how it's going to run at all until you get people in there. Yeah, for starters, that is absolutely true. And once I was starting <laughs> to realize how many levels it was working on, once I realized these groups, the teams, you know, when you get on your team led by your Zed, oh shit, I lost him. But uh, what was I even saying? 
talking about uh, uh, the the sound, the noise bleed. The noise. Oh, bleed. oh, and that wasn't a problem. It was just that would tip me off. I'm like, there are things happening all over this building right now. Yeah. And I might be able to see them. I might not. Either way, I'm coming. I was kind of hoping I wouldn't get to see them, so that way I'd be coming out with my own unique experience, which I did. So if I had gone with other people and we had gotten split it up, I was split it up. I can speak English. Then we'd spend an hour afterwards talking about, hey, we saw this, and oh, we didn't see this part, and that was cool. Yeah, that, I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of this show is is that you miss most of it through one, one go-through, um, which is a beast to coordinate for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We we do run the risk of, of of things like that where where you can hear another scene and you know you you, you, you your focus is naturally just drawn to the other noise that you're going to hear. But uh, what we tried to do, and I think for the most part we're pretty successful, is is find ways to draw the focus back into the scene that you're in. And part of that is 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 writing ways that uh, the other noise that you're hearing actually fits into your scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and and basically acknowledging all of all of the different aspects of of the world. That's one thing about immersive theater is that you have to acknowledge everything that either your world or an audience member is giving you. Um, we had a <laughs> we had a rowdy crowd Sunday night, um, which is kind of funny that Sunday night is a rowdy crowd. Well, you know it's the last breath before Monday, so uh, got to get all your fun out now. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? I said, well, it's your last grasp for fun before Monday sets in. You got to get it all in now or you're not going to get it. Yeah, basically. Uh, And and, and we had a guy who was kind of losing it. He was just laughing his ass off. And so one of our... One of our uh, one of our alphas, Megan Ross, uh, she she said, "Do you need any any medical attention?" And and he was like, "Yeah, I need some probiotics. You guys got any of those?" Probiotics. <laughs> and and she she like a champ was just like, "Go go check in the back. Go check in the back." And you know, one of our betas just ran to the back, and <laughs> you just really gotta acknowledge everything that's given to you and make it a part of your world. And that's that's what people people latch onto when they get into the immersive stuff. Um, is just making it a part of their world so that they feel like they can be a part. Absolutely, of that's that was one of the things I admire. Because, like I said, I'm doing an immersive theater thing myself, and actually, the name of the company is Live in Theater, as in you have to live in whatever's happening around you. Yeah, so yeah, part of the show. So, like I said, initially, I was distracted by the bleed that I was hearing, the screaming and banging from another scene, and then I realized it's the fucking zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I would be hearing shit going on all around, so that's fine. I didn't mind that. At all, it was actually working for me. So bravo with that. What was up with the Nerf guns? Uh, what is up with the? Well, how else? How else are you gonna improvise? Um, killing zombies, shooting them in the head, night to night. Because um, I'll, I'll tell you, blank fire weapons. Those are those are some dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nerf guns provide a couple of uh, a couple of clear advantages. They don't hurt. Um, there you actually get to see something flying at people's head uh-huh. and, uh, it, it actually also helps to lighten the mood. I think for audiences, they come in, it's like this kind of intense atmosphere and, and then they see their guy has a Nerf gun and they're uh-huh. like, what, what is this all about? Well, and then that Nerf gun is used to shoot people in the head who are pretending to be zombies. And yes, I, I, I feel like it really, it really just lightens the mood enough for people to, to go with us on this game, uh, you know, and on this uh, on this track, 
Well, um, the thing that was funny when I saw Rose with she had that big round like ping pong looking one. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell it was. I'm like, what is that? I know it's not your regular gun, but I'm thinking, is it the future? Is it some kind of laser gun? Is that how we're going to get around this? But then when the Nerf gun started coming off, initially I was like, uh, okay. But then I realized exactly what you said. I'm like, how the hell else are you going to do this on this kind of a budget, this close with this many people around? Because I know damn well those things are dangerous. The blanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I got over it pretty quickly. And but <laughs> there was one of the scenes with the with the you know your intrepid band of almost survivors mm-hmm. that you know where there was the one in the dark that was primarily in the dark. Yeah, and yeah, the, the, the point defense. Yes, and then <laughs> the, I'm noticing you know the flashlights going around. I'm looking at the ground, going, "Why are there little lipsticks all over the place? <laughs> they what are they? Like oh, they're crayons." Bad. The cr- yeah. Oh, the little, uh, little Nerf darts. We didn't have those when I was growing up. It was just the balls. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one that one's a, a fun game though, and I think that one actually is one of the ones that that uh, work the best in in our limitations of you know reusing people because um, it's in pitch darkness and all it, the only illumination is the survivors with flashlights. Um, so like. Even the audience doesn't know where the zombies are coming from. They come through the back door. They start to just destroy survivors. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember what else happened in that scene. I don't know. Something else funny happened. Oh, no. You made that joke about the uh, – no, I'm talking to my partner who's behind me. He made a joke about my studying at the Esper Studio. Never mind. It's like some stupid – we'll take this part out because it's really kind of pointless. <laughs> great, um, great. One of the other things that really impressed me too – there was the scene with the girl in the in the gas mask, that almost silent scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not spoiling anything, folks. For those who get out there to see it, there was a couple zombies coming through, and in particular, there was the girl in the white dress, the Asian girl. Mm-hmm. She went down really hard. She was running for that second door after the military guy who came through, and she ate. The floor. She went down and she went down hard and it wasn't a trip. It was a coordinated thing. And I'm like, damn, that girl just threw herself into this. And this is the second show tonight. These kids are fearless. We uh, we have we have a a fantastic cast of just very physical people who who. Yeah, as you said, just throw throw themselves into it. Something happened um, the other night that had never happened before, even in rehearsals, where one of our rage zombies during one of the games yes. up and and like just charged at one of our survivors, lifted him, lifted him off the ground and tackled him to the floor. Uh, I I had no idea that that was going to happen, and like the two of them afterwards were just like joking around about how oh that was so cool. I was like that was so dangerous. Maybe, yeah, but yeah, maybe, but, <laughs> <laughs> but since nobody's hurt, it's great. It's wonderful. Hurt, Let's not do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's funny. All, all of our actors are talking about how banged up they've been getting and how much they, uh, they missed. We had a day off today and how much they miss getting bruised and beaten. <laughs> oh, so they're kinky, kinky zombies. I like Basically. it, but, I have to give huge credit to your stage management team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lily Blackburn is our stage manager. What was her name again? Lily Blackburn. Those bits where you'd be watching in one room in one direction, and when you turned around, the scene had been changed behind you, and you didn't notice? Very impressive. (laughs) Very impressive. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they really rocked it on this one. I mean, this is not an easy show to stage manage. 
Um, so many, th so many things happening at once. There is never a moment when you're not changing a scene because there's always another scene going on. Uh, oh, and they have, they have stepped up. Yeah. Or just wrangling people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, there's so many friggin' people. I'm like, I, I would be, I would be crying as the stage man. I'm like, I don't know where anybody is. Just fuck it. Just do it. Just whatever. Just somebody knock at a door, bang something over. Just eat, eat everybody. <laughs> I'll start nerfing you myself. Just grabbing fistfuls of lipsticks off the floor and chucking them at people's heads. <laughs> well, you know, it, it certainly helped that our, our cast just loves this show. They just love being in the room. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're a rowdy group of, group of guys and, and gals, but um, they just love doing it. So it's, it's not hard to make them do anything like these games and, and, and shit like that. Well, if, yeah, if you're going to do a show like this, you've got to be game for anything. <laughs> yeah. And these guys really were. The other thing that I thought was very impressive there were a couple of scenes like the one I mentioned that was quiet mm -hmm. um, and also the one with the scientist who was trying to help that one female zombie find herself again or at least find humanity yeah, yeah make some connection mm -hmm. with that were really sweet kind of in its own sick way yeah. and sad and I liked that it wasn't all just blah blah all day long which is fine too but just having that nice little respite well, you know, I, I really enjoy zombie movies that are, like, all action and gore. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I love zombies, so how could I not? But I think the most interesting part of the zombie apocalypse is is what ha like how people try and find normalcy uh, in, in this crazy, fucked-up world. Mm -hmm. um, like, that guy with the scientist, like, all he wanted, all he needs is a friend. Uh -huh. He's just he's just looking for and he's been alone for three years. He just doing, needs to find a friend. Doing squats, lots of squats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of squats and push-ups. <laughs> we love to we love to squats. <laughs> <laughs> he's very good at those squats. He, yeah, he and actually, he, I saw another scene that he was in. And again, like in this kind of thing, I don't mind. I saw the one that was the comedic, almost uh, Shaun of the Dead style scene. Which yeah, is three the, folks. The debate. Uh, yeah, what what kind of zombies they are? <laughs> yes, that was a very fun scene, and the the girl in that was also great. That girl is a spitfire. <laughs> I that is what I saw in her at her audition. She has. Uh, she, I was like, you, you forget the zombies. You are ferocious. I'd be more afraid going up against you. Yeah, I mean yeah. that in the best possible way. That is not an insult. I'm like, <laughs> you she, are she, ferocious. Yeah, she's she's on fire. That girl. She's a lot of fun. Uh, Fenny Novian. Um, she, she, oh man, she's a little spitfire. <laughs> I, I could see that they came across very clear. But when it was all said and done, I was walking out and I said, I got to contact these guys because I so respect what you did that I love, even though not everything worked perfectly. I mean, I know the limitations you have and time and money and budget and all this other stuff. And first time doing this thing with audience that you guys set your <clears throat> sights so high. That maybe you didn't reach it 100%. The fact that you got up as high as you did and did so much with what you had, I have so much respect for. And that's Thank why you. I said I called the guy who runs my company, Live in Theater. I called Carl. I'm like, you might want to check this out because they're doing something very similar to what we're doing but in a completely different way. <laughs> so yeah. I, I know some of the people in my cast went to see it last weekend, but I haven't seen it, seen them yet. Awesome. Great. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a hell of a lot of fun to do, honestly. Um, it's it's just such a fun atmosphere to create. Um, the game, uh, the improv game, was so much fun to make up and like figure out rules for and 
and uh, you know have have the actors like surprise the actors by putting putting zombies in odd places and <laughs> fucking with them. Um, which, That's mean. I love that. That's mean, but I love it. <laughs> by the way, in the next week, they have specifically asked us to fuck with them. So I think we're going to be seeing some interesting things in the next week of, uh, of performances. Oh, so, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Careful, um, I, I'm very excited for, for that. Oh, good. That sounds amazing. So uh, now if, the, if people want to people who are in the area and they want to get tickets to see this show. How do they do uh, it? I can't hear you at all. Oh my goodness. I said, Kevin, 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 if people want to, okay. Internet's gone. Hello. Um, Patrick, I'm losing you. I can't hear you. Hello. Hey, I'm back. Okay. Isn't the internet fun? Gotta love it. Yeah. I was just saying, if people are in the area and they want to come see the show, how do they find you? How do they get tickets? Well, they can go to www.survivesurvive.com. Um, survivesurvive.com. You can buy tickets there. You can also find them on Brown Paper Tickets. Um, I think that's survivesurvive.brownpapertickets.com or something like that. But if all else fails, survivesurvive.com. You can check out our trailers. Uh, we, we shot two trailers. Okay. Um, both a teaser back in back in May. Oh my God! And uh, and and we put out another one this past October. Um, so check those out. Get tickets. Come see the show. Come see it multiple times. If you come back, it's only five dollars. Nice. So no reason not to come back. See That's a completely different track. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, great, Kevin. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing your whole vision with us. And I hope we stirred up some interest. And those of you who are nowhere near. New York City, I hope you're really jealous. Because <laughs> well, thanks you should for having be. Me. You're quite welcome, Kevin. Have a good night. All right, thanks. Now, if you've noticed a sudden increase in voice quality, or sound quality, I should say, that's because A, it's much later in the day and I'm actually awake, and B, I'm on my mic in my own studio. Hey, how about them apples? Now, the reason why I'm doing this, I wanted to insert a little something here, and you could take that however you want. Yeah, however you want. But anyway, something amazing happened during my interview with Kevin Seagull. He was telling about the amazing experience about the rowdy audience member on a Sunday night. Remember that? And he said that the guy was acting weird and the man told his alpha leader that he was in desperate need of probiotics. And the alpha leader snapped to attention, ran right in the back, rallied up the troops, and found this man what he needed. I caught this at the time. But I chose not to say anything because Kevin doesn't know me. I don't know Kevin at all. He might think I'm making fun of him, but I'm not. There was a little nugget of joy in that because I don't know, Kevin, if you meant to say antibiotics or if you really meant probiotics. Because either way, I mean, constipation might be a very serious issue during the zombie apocalypse. Who knows? What's going to go down or not go down or not come out, rather. 
you know, I could see, you know, constipation could really slow you down. So having a little bit of, you know, Activia probiotic yogurt in the back and just like it might save your life. Because, you know, you don't want to be squatting and straining over an open manhole somewhere and <laughs> get attacked by the living dead. <sighs> okay, back to what I recorded at 5 o'clock in the morning. All right, my beautiful little weirdos, I think that's going to wrap it up for the penultimate episode of the podcast marathon. Tomorrow's the big day, Halloween. One more day to Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. One more day to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. If you haven't gotten your voicemails in by now about your favorite local haunt or hayride or something cool you saw this year or some other Halloween-related tidbit you want to share, too fucking bad, it's too late now. If it's not in my box right now, it's not going to happen. And, well, I guess... I'm not surprised that I just completely left myself open for mockery by talking about, you know, putting yourself in my box. But we're there. We're there. It's happened. And I'm too tired to go back and edit it out. Edit it out. So if you're in the New York area between now and Sunday, what is it, November 3rd? Hold on. Oh, golly gee. The professionalism here is really what I respect. Uh, yeah, November 3rd. If you're in the New York area between now and November 3rd, I would highly recommend going to check out Survive! Exclamation point. Survive! Exclamation point. And you can find that information at survivesurvive.com. And I know, I think this weekend, if you go in costume... It's only $5, or that might just be for Halloween. I don't know, go to the website and find out. What do I look like? Wikipedia with legs, Legopedia? What are you talking about? Oh, my God, Patrick, go back to bed. Oh, or somebody just come and shoot me in the head. I think I'm turning. I think I'm finally turning. Don't let me be one of them. Don't let me turn into one of them. But by all means, turn in tomorrow for the finale of the Halloween podcasting marathon where I turn the show over to you guys. It's going to be all the voicemails that you guys have sent in, and we're going to talk about all those crazy things that you're talking about, and I have no idea what they are because I haven't listened yet. So if the show sucks, it's your fault, okay? Not mine. I'll wash my hands of this. And until next time, continue to make the world a creepier place. And Kids, if you're running around on Halloween, please be safe. I think most of you got your partying out over the weekend, but by all means, please, 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 check your condoms for razor blades. <laughs> Wear white at night, look both ways before crossing the street, and continue to be the awesome person that you are, always have been, and you better well always will, because if you turn into an asshole, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. And if you don't have nuts, well... 
I'll think of something else. This is Patrick Walsh, last survivor of the zombie apocalypse, signing off. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>